Welcome to episode 278 of Coffee Pods and Wads. Rad gave away a pair of rads each week during the Open, had their only two athletes feature in two Open announcements, launched the Danielle Brandon t-shirts, and launched their Pro Pack. They've had a pretty huge Open, and they have more coming. Rad-global.com for more information on everything that they've got coming up. Join.whoop.com forward slash CPW is where you can go to get a discounted membership with Whoop. Uh, they've reduced their pricing, so it's actually going to be even cheaper if you use the discount as well. Uh, they're also revamping their app, and they're launching Stress Monitor at the end of March. Join.whoop.com forward slash CPW to save and support the show while you do it. Uh, GoWad have finished off the Open after supporting the community with protocols and extended free trials to get you through the Open. They're gearing up for a busy season with semi-finals and the game's uh, activation as well to further support the sport and the fans. Download the app and try for yourself and see why over a million people rely on it daily to improve their mobility. Uh, Fitter have developed an app that works out percentages uh, for your lifts, has community discussion opportunities, uh, offers challenges, uh, personalized colors for coaches, and you can change the app on your home screen to your own logo. It's pretty industry-defining, to be honest. Uh, Get.fitter.training for more information with them. The news with LSKD, lskd.co, is where you can go to find out more about the Good Times Club. This has got that rolling, as well as our adrenaline jacket. You can enter a raffle to get the opportunity to buy one of only 150 that were made. That's lskd.co. The Open is over. Jeffrey Adler has won it for the guys. Mal O'Brien has won it for the girls. But for me, for whatever it's worth, the standard performance goes to Colton Mertens. Uh, Colton was diagnosed with a rare autoimmune disease that affects his uh, brain, eyes, and spine in early January. And I kind of assumed the worst for him. And here he is in third in the world. It's absolutely incredible. Uh, today is International Women's Day and the Butterfly Effect are launching ticket sales for their two UK events in August. To celebrate, having kicked off in Queensland in 2016, the Butterfly Effect is aiming to celebrate the body and its capabilities. Every registration sold donates a percentage to help to fund vital programs and services for people who suffer with eating disorders. CrossFit North London on August 6th and the 13th in CrossFit 3D in Manchester with beginner uh, intermediate and advanced categories and they also have a matchmaker category if you don't have a partner but want to take part they'll partner you up so it's a same-sex paired competition the butterfly effect comp.com to read more and register today's episode is with steve fawcett and brian from the barbell spin the open is over we go through the leaderboards uh, to see what stands out think of it as um brian friend on savannah's show light enjoy listen share and tag Remember, I used to be terrified of uh, doing lives, and now it just doesn't phase me at all anymore. It's weird. <laughs> I remember your first one and how nervous you were. You'd let people know you were for it, but like, no, that was gonna... that was terrifying. Um, okay, so anyone that's turning up to see uh, Christian Harris, <laughs> um, I'm not Christian. No, neither. neither of these are. Uh, so we've got uh, Brian Spain, and we've got Steve Fawcett. Um, and we're going to dissect the open a little bit, um, go through it, see you know who finished where. Did any of it is is any of it um, of significance? Um, and if it is of significance, why is it of significance? So if you turn up to see Christian Harris, um, he cancelled today. Um, 
you know, it's not like he knew didn't know what's happening for the last like three weeks or whatever. He couldn't let you know the sooner, but it's fine. I'm not bitter about it. It's fine. <laughs> um. So, I, I what I'll do is um, I'm gonna start with you, uh, Steve, because I was kind of curious. Um, you're you're obviously you're donning the HWPO uh, t-shirt there. Um, yes. we start off. I want to start off with the girls. The ladies, the girls sounds a bit uh, passionizing, does it? Um, <laughs> start off with the ladies. Am I going to share the right one? I'm going to put my glasses back on now. I can't even see that. <laughs> yeah, I am. Um, so I want to start off with the female leaderboard. So Mal won. Mm-hmm. This is all provisional until tonight, Brian, isn't it? Like, I mean, it is uh, right, but unless something crazy happens. I would say is... even I would say even beyond tonight. It's been till yeah. Thursday or Friday since they've finalized the last two weeks so okay you have a few more days uh, it's probably like there's no one there that you're like they shouldn't be up there like it's pro- unless someone gets a video pulled or something yeah it's probably um so as Corey's alluding to hard work pays off apparently um apparently it does so mal won the open um i was guess i was wondering steve um was was that intentional do you think like was it did they set out at the start of the season and be like all right let's make a statement let's like blow the fucking doors off like first three weeks and have everyone scared shitless for the rest of the season or was (laughs) it like oh shit i won the open i didn't intend to do that i wasn't even thinking about it um so i think if you ask the coaches and the coaches said and then you maybe ask Mal, you might get two different questions. But, you know, I don't have too much involvement with Mal. I, I only speak to to Jake uh, quite quite frequently, who's obviously, uh, Jake and Josh, who are actually in contact with her quite often. Uh, but they were trying over and over. And I actually put got some little uh, stats together of who'd won the Open in each year and then who went on to win the Games, just to try and prove that obviously there is some kind of correlation when you've got people like Thronin and Fraser who, mm. who uh, you know, just dominated and, and Tia for a period of time. But Tia never usually, like, won the Open. So, anyway, uh, no is the answer from the coach's side. Like, they were definitely saying, just just get through it. Just Let's just get the Open done. Let's take it off and on to the next stage. But, I mean, if you ask any competitor that's putting the name on a leaderboard, with scores next to their name, which basically like shows people what they're capable of, then they're 100% going to want to win it. I think what's probably the, one of the most uh, impressive things is that, is it a six that she got there on 23.3? Mm-hmm. And that was her live, uh, yeah. that was her live score, which is, is pretty impressive. We all know what that, uh, you know, the level of performance, although it's always unbelievable, the level of performance at a live compared to, you know, someone that's had 24, 48 hours to digest and plan out the workout is it's completely different. So to get sixth worldwide and do it live, I think shows the exact position. Yeah, to do um, it live with a, like whatever, 10, 12 minutes warning and... Yeah, exactly. Yeah, like no, nothing to base it off. Like you couldn't... Other people were watching her and then saying, all right, well, if she did it in this time, I'll do it in that time. Um, yeah. uh, Wazam is just asking... Uh, I have you as Stee on the title, and somehow it works with less letters. So that I've been calling you Steve for about yeah, you have. I'd say two, two, two years probably, and then yeah. about two months ago, you were like, you know, I hate being called uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. Steve. 
<laughs> so it's so Stee is it's a North of England thing, isn't it? Like Stee, you wouldn't really hear that. Um, and you know, what? I don't know, I don't know, I don't. I you know never, that, you never hear um, that in Ireland. You never hear Stee as short. No, no, and I don't think you ever hear in America from from how the HPO people have have said. But yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Um. Steve. So yeah, I was I was calling him Steve for about two years, and then he's like, I absolutely fucking hate being called Steve. Let's call me <laughs> Stephen or C. Um. So that that's it's not a mistake, uh, Nick. Um. The the other the other tops here like, I mean, uh, Brian Page Powers has had a pretty good off season, and then she comes second in the Open. Is this like, uh, like would you view her coming second as maybe mattering more than the other people that are around her? Do you think, or is it still just the Open? Uh, I mean, I, I definitely was impressed by Page at Wadapalooza. Um, what she showed there, even if it was against a field without some of the top female athletes. Um, I, I think it did give her a confidence boost um, coming into the season. I, I wouldn't put a ton of weight on it, but I do think that she should be somebody to be talked about into the top 10 as we you know, think about the games a few months out. Um, it's a very good performance. I mean, she's up there amongst, you know, some of the great names. So uh, it, I'm not completely impressed by all of the open workouts and we may talk about that, but I think when you look at who she's up there with, it's to be noted. It's actually like a little bit terrifying when you look at Mal's scores and then the person who finished second. Like yeah. when you compare Paige and Mal's scores in the three, in the four workouts, say, or the four parts of workouts, like second versus 18th, first versus 90th, Sixth versus fourth, and then as well as Miles' weakest one of 107th, still like yeah. just outside the top 100 of the world against 25th. Like, there's a huge gap <laughs> between first and second, just on the two. Like, it's crazy, really. Um, how like dominant she was. Um, everyone else there, uh, is there anyone that stands out to either of you in the top? Say, what have we got on screen there? If I get rid of this, we should have the top 15, do we? Um, anyone in the top 15 there that you think, oh, wow, they've really uh, come on a lot this year. Was I expecting them to be up there? Steve, you anything? Um, you know, there's no one that there's no one that screams out to me. I think there's, you know, some people have pointed out in the, in the comments there, there's the opposite where you think, oh, there's some really high level athletes like, uh, you know, Medeiros and, and Laura Horvath two people on the podium last year who were uh, way further down. So there's certainly the opposite, but um, I guess when it's new people and you're not too, too aware of names, then it's just kind of, um, you know, appreciating where they are and seeing yeah. if they can carry on staying there as the next stages and the tests arguably um, improve uh, in terms of a well-rounded I, test. Yeah. I think a lot of it though also has to do with, how these athletes are approaching the open, right? Um, you know, for a, for a Mal and Emma, Paige, I know for, for Brooke, right? Like it's it's just make it through healthy. Don't do anything that's going to ruin your season. Mm. Versus some of these other athletes who you know may not have been to the games yet uh, or have been once or twice they want to put their test, you know, their fitness to the test and see how they're comparing to everybody. Um, and so, you know, I don't think you can say that, you know, Kelly Baker or, or Abby Domit are you know, going to be top 15 at the games. 
just because it is the open. It's the first stage. Um, there's a lot of season left to go and they're all coming at it at a different, a different uh, goal in mind. I thought it was, it was, I was, I was kind of impressed with, um, with K- Kelly coming back. Cause she was, she's kind of been team for a good mm-hmm. part. Like 2018, she was individual, but she's basically been team more or less every year, apart from those two years. Um, I thought like that's her second highest. No, that is her, her highest. Best. Yeah. Yeah. By a long way, by yeah. about 50 odd places. Like that's, that's pretty impressive for someone who, cause she took a season off last year. Didn't she, didn't she run a marathon or something last year? No, she was, she was on team. She went to the games on a team last year. Um, well, she definitely ran a marathon. <laughs> she didn't she take did, a year but, off, but she definitely but, ran a marathon. <laughs> yeah. I know she's, she's had like some minor injuries and stuff, but she yeah. did compete last year at the games on a team. Uh, alongside, I think it was Emily Tanner, and I can't remember the guys on the team. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, maybe Jordan Cook and somebody. Um, so, you know, again, it's not to say that because they're up there, that they're, they're not going to stay up there. It's just I wouldn't read too much into it and say that these are the the names that you're going to. I guess I, the leaderboard. I guess my point with her is like I would have. Uh, and I don't mean to downplay her fitness or anything, but I wouldn't have been surprised if I saw her like 50th. Do you know what I mean? Like it's, I think it is kind of impressive that she finished as high up as she did. Um, just on her own, I guess a bit like the quarterfinals are telling off a lot more for someone who's mm-hmm. predominantly done team coming back in. Um, is there anyone not there? I know that you're saying that like, yeah, there's a few people that are maybe outliers that are just getting through it or whatever, but is there anybody that's like worryingly low down for either of you? I don't think anything's worrying, uh, worrying at this stage. Um, you know, I think the lowest, like I said before, is, is, is Laura. Um, I'm not sure actually where her rank finished, but she was fairly low down in Europe. So I'm not sure what her, her, her worldwide rank was, but hmm. You know, in terms of it being worrying, I don't think any athletes are. Um, it's probably a nice little kick up the uh, yeah, kick up the, the old bottom, yeah, for uh, for for some of them. But one actual athlete there, and I don't know if this is just because you know I'm over in uh, England and maybe don't have the um, exposure to some of the American athletes, but Alex Gazan in fifth, mm. twenty-one years old. That's a that's a new name for me. I can see that she's under. Uh, she's clearly under underdogs. She's got Ashley Kotler as the as a judge there. Um, yeah, she's um, she was at the games last year. She got through. She was like the last place in Granite, was she? Or no, fourth. She okay, fourth in yeah, Granite. She, she went by Alex Willis last year uh, okay. on the leaderboard, yeah. so that's probably what you may have recognized yeah. the name. But her yeah. scores are like you look at her scores there, and you know her lowest place being ninetieth, and that score of one six three, like that's a solid. Score. It's got two ninetieths. Sorry, but like everyone's usually got one result that's got way more points. Like Miles, for example, one hundred and seven. But she's pretty consistent across all four tests, which is is impressive. I mean, at, at twenty one years old as well, hmm. um, even more so. Yeah. Um, Brian, is there anyone that's that's not gone? Assume everyone that you'd expect to be in quarterfinals is in quarterfinals. There's nobody that's like gone. Yeah. Is I, is. At least as of last week, um, unless they are sitting out um, 
and not competing. There was nobody in the top 100 that was competing that was going to be in jeopardy of missing quarterfinals. Hmm. Um, you know, you look at even like Bethany Shadburn, who's coming off a back injury. She's still 813 in the world, right? Yeah. So safely in the in the North America West quarterfinal. Um, so, you know, you have Sarah Sigmund's daughter, 183rd. Again, Open's not where they need to push it. Just make it through, get to quarterfinals, do what you need to do and get there. Um, heck, even Tia is 213th in Oceania. <laughs> yeah. um, and it's very easily, safely into quarterfinals. I can proudly say I beat Tia on the third workout. <laughs> Just... oh, that, that makes one of us on the call. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, I did I, I did that last night in the dark and it was raining um, and I did it against a pebble dash wall like outside <laughs> I was a fucking, oh my god it was a nightmare every time I moved my feet like more pebbles fell onto the mat <laughs> which actually at the end I was like hang on this is actually helping me because it's given me grip on what otherwise was like the slippiest surface I'd ever been on um yeah geez she's that was insane like I was kind of like when she was doing uh when she's registered and stuff i was like oh she's gonna like you know maybe go through the motions maybe like just show up and you know like uh what would you call it like a token appearance of like mm-hmm. you know just like coming along to wave at the crowd or whatever but my god it was seriously impressive yeah. um like do you know I, and i'm not i know that there are people that are like oh she shouldn't be you know whatever but like i mean she's obviously in consultation with people like she's obviously been told and like one of my points i made was like her doing that last workout is probably the same exertion for her as it would be me like jogging for a bus you know what i mean it's like (laughs) it's totally she's not human so like it's not the same you can't compare it's not like comparing apples and oranges being like well when i was okay i wouldn't say this but like other people have said like (laughs) when i was pregnant i couldn't do x y and z and it's like yeah but you couldn't do it beforehand like you couldn't (laughs) do what she could do like six months yeah. ago, so you know, don't uh, don't. And, compare and she it. did it twice, right? She she, yeah, went she back redid to, it, redid it, and did it better. Oh, like, and it's still better. beta. Well, she went, she redid it so that she did it for from CrossFit uh, East oh, Nashville, yeah. so that oh, if right. there was a chance, like somebody, you know, Taylor or Andrea got hurt, she'd technically be on the roster. Um, yeah. I don't know if she really would be the the one that jumps in there, but. It would be, she'd have that option. Hang on, yeah. baby's born in May, June, July. That would be ridiculous. Sure, it would. would. But, but um, I wouldn't. I wouldn't put it past her. I'm but, half <laughs> expecting in May if she's that baby's born in May. I'm half expecting them to cut the umbilical cord and the baby to qu- to qualify out of like the region. I'm just making itself. Um, there was someone I wanted to ask. Oh, uh, Brian, Bailey Rail. What is the story there? Uh, so I've been trying to figure this out. So she is in North America West. Um, yeah. I think she's 11th in the region. She's originally from Missouri. I think her parents probably still live there, but she's training out of mayhem for yeah, the last like couple of years. She's engaged to training, yeah. Tyler who is fourth in the world competing out of mayhem and I think his affiliate is Mayhem, but Bailey is unaffiliated. Um, so I've reached out to Bailey. I've reached out to someone at Mayhem. I've gotten 
zero response from it to trying to understand what the rationale is. Um, I've also reached out to CrossFit uh, asking like, what, what are the rules about this? Right. Cause it only applies to North America, right? Where you live matters. Um, and I've what, so if, if she was mayhem, she'd be East. She would be East. Yes. And East is everyone has been saying since the start is absolutely stacked. Yeah. And, and we've I mean, had like Don, Donnie Spiegel moved to California to avoid the region, which she openly said herself on that was on like buttery bros yeah. or something, wasn't it? Yeah, she, that, she said that when she was at Wadapalooza with Buddy, Buttery Bros, but she's moved out there, right? Like she was out there. She went, she was yeah. with uh, a Krypton crew for a little bit, just training alongside of them. But then she moved back out West and she's been out there for, I think all three of the open workouts. So well, this like, is, this is Tyler's. Uh, so Tyler's page has CrossFit Mayhem down there. And then Betty just has nothing like an unfilled in. Um, so, and have her scores been ratified by, has she been like judged by someone in mayhem, rat- you know, that kind of way. Yeah. Yeah. So all of the scores are validated, I believe by mayhem, which is fine. I mean, from the standpoint of you can go anywhere and, and do the workouts, but I think it throws into question what, what is residency, particularly for the North America, like any, any other region, you don't have that option, right? You don't have the ability to switch east or west and from what i can tell there's no clear defined rules of what defines residency when you're signed up for the open um is this is it like uh is the assumption there then that it's game playing that it's like she's playing the like she's uh sort of found a loophole to be like right i can give myself a slightly easier path if I don't affiliate at Mayhem, because then technically I'm not living there. It's hard, it's hard to argue against that, just given that, yeah. you know, her fiance <laughs> signed up for Mayhem is in the East. They, she did all three workouts that in Cookville. Um, I know she goes back and forth between Missouri to her parents' place, but, uh, I would say if you're going to say, where does she live? I would say she lives in Cookville, Tennessee. Yeah. I guess what matters is where, where she'd say she lives <laughs> at this point. Uh, you know, I don't know, you know, if they go back to how they used to with the the teams and say, you have to prove that you've been in a certain location. Of course it's not in the rule book. So there really is no, there is, there is a thing though, not with the individuals, but like Nick from proven was telling me that they have to have an app that shows their location at whatever like fucking 7 p.m on whenever they do the workout they have to prove that they were where they say they were doing it that they're not just that that like tim polson hasn't just painted a wall in palace to look like the <laughs> east nashville wall and he's doing the workout there um i don't know what app it is but i assume it's just some location yeah. sharing thing but like it can't be that hard to just say to everyone especially there when it's east and west and it, there is a significant difference between the fields in East and West. Um, there, you know, maybe should be a firmer stance on, because then like, you know, like you're looking at, we'll talk about teams later on, but like uh, Mike Halcombe put up a, a a graphic on on, on known and knowable um, 
if you're looking for CrossFit stats, that's a great page to go to. Um, but he put up a stat of the quarterfinals teams and how they'd have to backfill because like if you did 25% of Africa, you wouldn't have enough teams. Uh, yeah. You'd already be like you'd be under the semi-final quota for quarterfinals, basically. Um, so then it's like like does anyone want to move to africa and start a team <laughs> like we'll definitely make it to quarterfinals um but yeah i don't know it's it's a it is weird like because she's like she's in all the documentaries it's not like it's like oh does she train at mayhem it's like mm. she absolutely does like and has and has been quite successful and if you look like she finished third and second in her two semi-finals um you know for her for her two most recent games appearances so it's not like she's struggled bust her way to the games and like just squeaked in you know what i mean it's 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 it is a bit odd um i asked for kondo now i did ask him one of those question box things so he probably wasn't going to reply i was like what's the story with bailey rail um not being affiliated <laughs> with mayhem like you know understandably he didn't he didn't he didn't he just like picked past that one um <laughs> but yeah how would you read that steve do you think it's just like it's not a big thing or i think it's clearly <laughs> It's something that CrossFit needs to be aware of and, and improve going forward. I was just trying to think, you know, how different is it to what we saw when it was the whole national champions, the national champ situation where someone found somehow some relative, you know, three generations down the line that came from uh, Ghana, I don't know, a, a random country that just, which somehow then made it really easy for them. To, to become a national champion, if they could get a hold of that, it's just like if Bailey is. Uh, I'm, I'm not sure if she, she has, if she's grown up and she's born, and her parents live um, there. Like, is that the same as what people were doing for the national champs, just to get themselves a games ticket? Um, I'm not saying it's the right. It's it's like a right thing to do, but it's certainly something. It's also like how do CrossFit police that? You know, I'm yeah. sure there is a way. But there's how do they police it and still stop people from being able to find a way around it? Uh, because if people want to find a way, like people move to the other side of the world to find a way, they used to anyway when it was, um, you know, different regions. You know, I mean, just people move from Europe to America to get into some in, into an easier region. People will go a long way to do it to get the games ticket. But it's, mm-hmm. what can they actually, what can they actually do, which is going to make it? like straight across the board for everyone yeah it must be um what was it was it oslo last year no who was it last year where the guy was kicked off the team just before semi-finals oh that was um the swedish guy it was victor yeah he must be pretty um, pissed off when he sees stuff like this and it's like, <laughs> yeah ex- I, exactly. I literally traveled like i have parking yeah. tickets and yeah. she just clicks unaffiliated and then she's out of the region. Like. <laughs> it, it is, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's frustrating. Um, but yeah, again, probably someone we expect to see at the games. So maybe she might, on a pitch side interview or a field side interview, she might say, oh, here's the reason why. <laughs> why? I mean, to me, it just, it just, it, even if there is a reason for it, it just looks bad, right? Yeah. I mean, it, the optics of it, is oh she's only doing it to skirt the rules and, it, and yeah right at this point we have nothing to other than to say that that's probably what she's doing is she wants to be on the in the west versus the east and you look at the top 10 in the world on the open five of them are from north america east right yeah. so and they're not you know 
flukes they're they're top athletes in the world so yeah. um you know you see you know the top three are the east yeah then you add brooke and, and amanda so i mean that's five out of 12 spots right mm-hmm. that you can almost guarantee that it narrows down your opportunities versus you know, the West still has Ariel and, and Alex, but I wouldn't say that they are bulletproof like those others that I just listed. Hmm. Yeah, it's a strange one. Um, the Anything else anybody wants to talk about in the ladies category there before I move on? No. Uh, actually, before just before we go through uh, each of them, I guess, um, the workouts themselves, um, is there... So we had the the chipper at the start. We had the the burpees, burpees and running, burpee bullets and running, the thruster, um, and the wall walks, snatches. Um, what, would you call it balanced? See, you're you're um, you're a programmer. Would you call it balanced? If you if you look at what the tests tested, then yeah, you've got relative balance, but just how the the results have populated with how much you know how much there was between one extra shuttle run or one extra burpee pull up or one pound the how much that swayed the leaderboard compared to you know to get that same result on any of the other workouts you'd have to potentially row another you know 60 calories or like a good you know an amount of work which equates to like two or three minutes of work to get the same mm-hmm return back from an increase in in one pound and a lift like anyone can increase in one pound and a lift it's just it's you can probably make that adjustment there and then but you can't suddenly get how tell me tell me tell me tell me how i increased one pound in my lift i take your point though but uh, like it because even like uh i was chatting to john singlet on the show like two weeks ago or whatever and he was saying that uh, he was kind of previewing the 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 thruster and uh, burpee pull up workout, and he was like, "If you're on a shuttle run towards the end, like gun it, because if you're at the yeah. same point of the workout as someone else and you finish that shuttle run, it's going to matter more than one rep. Like it's it takes more time to get it than one rep on the pull up. And you're saying that that equates across all the workouts that like it isn't uh, equiweighted. The time for each rep isn't equiweighted, basically. Yeah, absolutely. I think. There's just so much skewed by those two workouts in the middle there for the 23.2 that, you know, I think part of me is also, you know, Hillafit released the thing about how you can walk on that workout and get a better score. And it's like, "Mm, if you can walk on a workout and get a better score, is it a good, is it a good test? Because we're not, we're not encouraging like integrity and how you would like give your best effort for this workout. It's just coming a bit more into gaming. Then you have the thruster mm-hmm. thing where it's like gaming for an extra pound here and there. So I don't know. There's a lot about that middle, you know, those two workouts in the middle, but although I liked them, I liked doing them. I, was, I felt like it, the first one was a good test of fitness. If you know, I ran it. So it was a good test of fitness mm. and um, you know, it was good tense to my strength to be able to do the thruster under, under fatigue in such a small time frame. But in terms of putting that workout into a mass population of people to do it and then getting the, you know, some accurate results, I think it could, 
I wonder, I, I feel like Boz would look at that and go, hmm, yeah, we should have maybe just tweaked some area of that workout so that so that you couldn't walk and go faster than the majority of the rest Is that, of the it, 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 did that kind of slip through the cracks, do you think, because the people he had testing the workouts just wouldn't think to slow down to go faster? Like the, the logical thing to do, like Hiller probably booked the curve in a big way there by saying, I remember, was it Taylor Self or someone said it on Savan's show first, um, oh, if you, I walked my last, like, say, three or four, and he was, like, my slowest time. I can't remember the exact numbers, but he's, like, oh, my slowest time was, like, 128, and uh, Roman's slowest time, and, like, was 126 or something. You know, there wasn't much of a difference. Mm -hmm. I think that probably sparked the idea for Hiller if he hadn't thought of it himself already. But um, do you think that it's just that Boz was testing the workouts and nobody was like, do you know what? I'm going to walk and see what happens, that it just it didn't occur to anyone? Yeah, I mean, no athlete, you give him shuttle runs, no athlete thinks let's walk. It's just, it's just not, it just doesn't go into a, anyone's anyone's mind. And yeah, he's definitely going to be testing it. He's probably, even if he's testing the workout on, you know, your average member from, from the box, they're still, they're still running. Yeah. They're not, they're, none of the, none of their thought process going through to, oh, actually, if I walk this, yeah, I'll uh, I'll get a better score, and I think he'll have, he'll have Hiller juiced up test testing all the workouts now. now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I'm also a bit distracted. I'm wondering, am I related to Mal's judge Keith White? I don't think I am, but that would be uh, pretty funny if I was. Um, hey Peter, do you want to go turn to the men's scoreboard real quick? I want to kind of piggyback off of those, those yeah. workouts. So look at Tyler's score. He's in fourth in the world. If you compare Tyler to Rich Froning, mm-hmm. Rich Froning finished, uh, where did he finish? 127th in the world. Okay. Rich beat Tyler on three of the four workouts. <laughs> he had 280 reps on point one. He had 173 reps on point two A. I skip over to point three. He was 846. But on his max thruster, he was only 268 pounds. Also, the he gap. Finished, he finished 2,464. So he beat okay. him three out of the four workouts, except for one max lift. And it's the difference between fourth and 127th. And is the gap there, is, is the difference caused by the fact that there were so many fractional weights people in between Tyler and that just kept pushing I mean, Froley down further a, and further? It's a big gap for sure. I mean, 317 versus 268, there's a huge gap, and you're going to expect a lot of people to be between that. But the fact that the three, quote, fitness workouts, he beat Tyler on. So Mm -hmm. does that mean that the strength piece is too much of a specialist, outlier-type workout, weighed 25% of the score? Probably. Yeah. Yeah. It's a niche lift as well, I think, isn't it? Like. I don't know how many people test their one rep max thruster. Like I didn't have a, I mean, I'm not the person to be basing your programming <laughs> off, but I didn't have a fucking clue. I was like, I had people saying like, Oh, what do you think? Like when I was warming up, they're like, what do you think you're going to do for the thruster? I was like, literally don't know if I've ever thrusted anything other than 42.5 or 95 <laughs> pounds or whatever. It's like, why would I like, why would I do that? Um, I think so. I think, also the nature of the exercise so if you if you tested snatch for example as this event you'd get very similar uh scorings at at the top people will be lifting similar weights um 
you know, maybe a little bit higher on the, the girl side, but the fact that it's a thruster and that, you know, anyone, I know there's guys um, that I know that thrusted 300 pounds and they've not qualified for quarterfinals, but they're strong and they can press and they can squat and there's not a huge amount of technicality to the lift. So then it just completely opens like the possibility for a lot of people to get in between Tyler and Rich there. Like the guy that I know would have placed right in between Tyler and Rich. And, and, you know, I think it's just the simple, like how inclusive that lift was just suddenly skews the leaderboard like a huge amount. And does it make it more impressive then? Do you think someone like Jeffrey Adler, who, as we know, is a very strong lifter, but... It, there was no major outlier in any of his scores. Is that is that more impressive then? Uh, I don't know if I'd say it more. I think we all know Jeffrey Adler. You could put any lift. You could probably mm-hmm. put any lift in there and Jeffrey Adler is, is going to place very high up, potentially even higher than what is he placed there, 60th. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so I know not taking anything well from the rest, the rest of his scores. The rest of his scores are very high. You know, 181 for for part A is a huge score for someone who would maybe think of as as not being the fast engine athlete, and he's put mm. a score up like that. Um, so I think that's more impressive than than the lift for me. I think he could have done any lift and placed up there, mm. uh, but he's backed it up with a. You know, it's like opposite workouts, really. You generally find someone who can go really fast as a general person who can go really fast on part A aren't probably going to thrust it that much. But the fact that he's actually placed higher in part A than he has in what you'd class as his strength is more impressive to me, I think. Mm. Um, to the two of these guys, Tola, yes, for me, they're probably the most impressive mm-hmm. outside of Tia, maybe. They're probably the most impressive open performances um, for very different reasons, I suppose. Um, like Tola, um, I remember talking to someone about Tola um, before semifinals last year and they were like, oh, they're running at the games now on the team. Like, he's fucked. Like, what's he going to do there? Like, it's not going to, you know, comparatively to the rest of his team and then to the, say, the weak link on the other top teams, it was going to be a major problem. And I remember talking to Nick from Proven in Miami and he was like, we saw him at the games and we were like, holy shit, like who the fuck is this guy? Um, Who suddenly had this massive engine and was like totally fine with running and just all those like the, the like engine workouts that would have historically been a big problem for him. Um, I just thought it was remarkable like yeah. that he was in contention for winning the Open. I thought for him, that was major. And I think it's a big statement for Proven. And I know it's like only the Open or whatever, um, but having Tim Paulson, I'm pretty sure, is that his highest ever yeah. f- finish? Mm-hmm. Um, so he gets, he gets, he goes to Proven, like joins team, whatever, where am I gone? Open. Gets his, oh, just like, about, gets his, highest, gets his highest ever finish. Uh, in the open by like a place um, and then Tola like annihilates like all of his historic like look at how much higher he finished this year compared to other years um, and again you're talking about a guy who like I said it on the show with Nick there the other week of 
historically he would have been the athlete of holy fuck did you see what toll is thrust her and I'm like yeah but did you see his yeah. point eight, his point one or you know the the yeah. first part of the workout like it was a train wreck so like it's really impressive yeah. him um yeah like i i think before i was kind of like oh proven like yeah they should do what now i'm like oh people actually need to be properly afraid <laughs> of proven yeah, when they go and and all proven one to do was do it right they knew they were going to advance on the team so make sure all the standards are right all the movements are right don't push the boundaries of a no rep or you know like call it call legitimate don't try to skirt the rules and he still finishes second you have tim who's dealt with nightmare travel scenarios the last three weeks Mm. and comes in and does the workout and ends up 14th that's it's pretty impressive. It's, it's funny as well when you talk about this, that like Tim is such a stickler for that shit of like never give anyone any reason to say like, oh, that was close on a rep. Like, so he's really found like a home from home there with that kind of stuff. Um, see, you were on team first, uh, first UK team to go to the games. Isn't that right? Correct. And second. <laughs> um. <laughs> When you look at them as a team, are you like, yeah, like they, they should be like they're shooing or have they still got a fight, do you think? Yeah, I think uh, so. Toller is, I competed twice against Toller in both the years, 17 and 19. And it was, I was actually uh, battling with Toller's team, which was Invictus Boston in 2019 um, at the Reykjavik sanctioned event. And Toller, uh, Invictus, they, they had the work cut out after their event one because it was the it was the um, mountain run, the top of the uh, like a one mile, two miles to the top of the mountain in, in Reykjavik, and they were they were placed low down and they had to scrape it back the whole weekend. And it did come down to the fact that you know Tola's running score was, you know, it was down there, um, and you know you always kind of had him as the the strong guy who could move the worm and move the barbell and, and he was good at the skills. Uh, but I think everyone probably thought that in the Reykjavik team that it was in last year that, yeah, but if it comes to a, a team endurance event, um, how is he going to, how is he going to fare up? And I think he's just completely shown everyone that, you know, he's going to be absolutely fine with that. So I think that's a big statement to have someone that can do all of the the barbell and the high skill and the high power work, but it can still put in a performance like that for the and 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 like brian said with his his performance last year at the games and the endurance events mm. you know having two of those guys now even if you just completely disregard, disregard who, who the girls are and what they've achieved i think you've got a pretty solid uh a pretty solid chance there i would definitely mm. put them on there as the the favorites for me anyway and then like nick was saying that tola said to him that he this he wants to start like he wants to be the guy for team and he wants this to be the first year that he's like the team guy um, oh. and that they're basically like built around him moving forward was more or less what Nick said. Fuck, I really hope he said that on live. And not, <laughs> and not, not privately. No, I'm pretty sure he did. Um, but he wants to be like, he's the like basically like the new Froning, like the guy for team. Um, and I saw Khan put up an Instagram post today saying, like, please go individual. <laughs> He's like, hey, you're going to do great this year, but next year, please go individual. Um, 
do you think something like this would make him think like, oh shit, like maybe maybe I was a bit hasty saying I want to be the team guy? I don't, I don't know. I, I get the impression that that's just the type of person he is. That's maybe what that what what drives him in his training is that he's he's maybe not too concerned to do it for himself because some like you know I've been in that boat where you actually have no interest in doing this training session for myself now. Mm. I, I want a separate. I want a different outlook on this. And I do just get the impression that that's you know some people just like playing team sports and like being part of a group of people rather than it just being on their own, it can be quite a lonely journey and maybe he's just not into, it's just not into how that would be on his own. I, th- I can completely resonate with that. Yeah. That, that sounds like uh, James Newberry on your podcast, Peter, yeah. um, where he's talking about, he just doesn't, the individual side of things doesn't appeal to him. Yeah. Right. Like suffering together and, and working as a team, whether it's CrossFit or, you know, running a marathon together. Um, that's a lot more exciting and it may be for, for Tola. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, I think was it uh, Kyra Milligan was on the other week as well, and she was like, "I want this year." She's like, "I'm happy to hurt for a team, but I refuse more or less to hurt for myself." And she was like, "I want to learn this year how to hurt for other people consistently over a year, in the hopes that next year I can just do it for myself." Then, do you know, like that, it it is different doing it for other people and not being the weakest person on the team is a bigger driver for some people than oh, I want to beat everyone in all the other lanes. That it's it's more like I don't know. It's a different it's a different motivation, I guess, different type of motivation. Yeah. Um Colton Mertens, uh I was so after week after after week two, he was in second, wasn't he? Behind Tola, I think. Uh Tola um, was second last week. I think he was in third or fourth. That's uh, anyway, at some point yeah. I saw him in second, maybe when the scores are still coming in. Yeah. Shut up, Brian. Um, <laughs> um, but when the scores were going in, I was like genuinely floored when I saw it. Like I, I, I can't remember where I was, but I remember my wife's in a different room. And I was like, look at this. And she was like, who the fuck is called Mertens? <laughs> I was like, he's so Brian, you know more about this than I do. So when I got to Miami, I remember reading an article on your website saying that Colt Mertens has essentially retired from like force basically like all the like i'm out more or less uh i've been diagnosed with an autoimmune disease it attacked my eyesight his spine is that right uh i can't remember the specifics i know definitely eyesight i don't know maybe it was something there was definitely something else but i can't remember what the second thing was um it was something skeletal i think um but like he he went there was weeks i remember seeing for weeks on his Instagram, it was like, oh, I'm able to bike today. And it was like, you know, I was like, I remember at the time thinking, oh, good for him. He's keeping active. You know, like maybe, maybe the, maybe the adaptive division in a couple of years when his, <laughs> like, if his eyesight really gets attacked, he could make a run at that. Cause I, like, you just feel so bad for him. Um, and then he's like, fucking top five in the world in the open, like a month after saying, sorry, guys bit of bad news uh not looking good for me for a competitive crossfit like what the fuck is he made of well, that then he also redid 23.3 to take third i don't know when he did it but tyler was sitting in third with an hour left of submission <laughs> and he resubmitted and moved up i don't know how many spots but you know up to 58th to to just get ahead of tyler that has to be the open performance 
like of the year like just for that for the mm -hmm. fact that he was out like it's like all right guys my competitive career is more or less over here i'm fucked and then it's like oh actually i'm third in the world <laughs> i forgot i forgot mm -hmm. that i'm that i have an autoimmune disease and now i'm third <laughs> in the world again um were you surprised was any like were you either you see were you aware of that I, I didn't I, I wasn't aware of that no I, I hadn't seen it what um, Brian were you surprised when you saw him there were you like oh yeah that makes sense or were you like sorry what's happening here um I mean when he when he did come back he said he was you know he was just going to keep competing as long as he could um I mean I, I think overall this was a, a short man's workout and I know Brian friend wrote the article about height and should that be factored into the open um but Outside of the first workout, the 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 shorter athletes definitely did better overall compared to the taller athletes. Um, so, you know, it, it obviously it is a shorter man's sport. Um, and, and the intent of Brian's article was not that you should balance it out, but that should one stage be completely biased compared to a full test. Mm. Um, and because you don't want to have somebody not make it just because of you know one stage being overly biased um i i'm impressed i i just don't i don't know if it'll be again just like the women we talked about just because you see him in the top five or ten now doesn't mean that you're going to see him in the five, oh, top five or ten in the game fuck, fuck the rest of the season i don't give a shit about um, the rest of the season i yeah. just mean purely on the fact that this guy had an autoimmune disease a month and a half ago and now he's third in the world no, i mean yeah it's, it's crazy yeah and it's exciting to see him up there i know he's a big big uh fan favorite so the longer we see him up near the top of the leaderboards i think it's good for the sport of crossfit He's actually a pretty short fan favorite, but yeah, I take your point. <laughs> um, um, I, it couldn't be all Tell praise. Um, I like I genuinely that bamboozled me when I saw it. I was just like, "What is happening?" I was like, and genuinely for a while, I was like, "Did I imagine the post? Did I imagine the article? Like, did that actually happen, or did I dream it?" And I made it up, and now I'm going to say that it's really weird that Colton Mertens is third, and everyone else is going to be like, "What are you talking about?" I'm like, no. <laughs> <laughs> "What? Do we, like, wake up?" Um, there was a big swing um, in the male and the female leaderboards after week one. Very European dominated, um, or at least like equal, or like close to being equal, uh, top twenties. Um, now in the male side, you've got North America, apart from Reggie. Uh, Jay Crouch, and then you got the Spaniard and the Greek there down the bottom, and then on the female side, Andre. similar like you got one Spaniard, one Italian, one Belgian. Obviously, Emma's in the top 20 because she's brilliant. Uh, so you got like four, oh, yeah, you got like four outside of North America. Uh, oh no, sorry, Ellie as well. Uh, so you got five outside of North America, but it was like 11 after week one. Yeah. Um, any thoughts on that, Steve? Do you think it's like yeah. it's just irrelevant or no? I think it, I think it proves about the how weighted the thrust of us. Um, you know, if you look at the culture and society of European countries and the sports that they play and you know, for, for example, I was I grew up running around a football pitch doing star jumps and sit-ups and then more running around the football pitch. 
and that was my strength and conditioning as a as a football or a soccer player. If you played that same sport in America, you you're in the gym, you're doing power cleans, and you're doing strength and conditioning. So I think it, mm. it'll be a while until that evens out, and whether it will, you know, there's obviously outliers like you say Reggie there, he's put up a big um, thruster, but generally. American athletes are stronger than European athletes because of their their introduction into CrossFit of what they did previously was probably more um, strength and power related as a sport as to Europeans are probably more team endurance related. I think that that's always shown in lifting events. Americans have always lifted more than Europeans, but then Europeans have always outperformed them in the earlier workouts at the games, which are probably sometimes more endurance based, you always see the swimming events and the running events. Mm. They've got the you've got the different you've got the European flags and countries up at the top. So I think that was just a another point that proves that. Is there a big year coming for him this year? Do you think? I hope so. Yeah, I hope so. I think. Um, what's great for Reg is that the the new the new format. With it being, you know, minimum of ten. Is it a minimum of ten that we'll get? And then there's possibly more depending on the quarterfinal scores. I think um I think that'll light light up a few fires in, inside him as to know that like, you know, he can definitely push for you know, he's definitely in though in that region, that yeah. range of athlete in Europe. So um I don't see why not. It's funny seeing um Roman outside. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. The USA flag. <laughs> I'm so used to seeing him like blank after his because <laughs> yeah. uh, Russia just doesn't exist. Uh, <laughs> uh, what about you, uh, Brian? Any thoughts on that? Do you agree with that? That the swing is just like the thruster workout just costs Europe a lot of places, basically. Yeah, I mean, I think I think we'll look back and see that 23.1 was a better predictor of how the season plays out compared to the rest of the workouts. Um, you know, I think 23.3 probably is the second one. I, again, I think the middle two, it's just, it, you have men and women that are specialists either in just doing fast burpees or being able to do a huge lift and, uh, where like game some spots and, and throw kind of a, a mix in the, in the leaderboard. But I, I think you'll see again. 23.1, if we go look back at what happens with the games, you'll see probably something more correlated with that or even mm-hmm. semifinals. Um, if you took each region and, and looked at open finish versus semifinal finish, I think you'll see that. Um, anything else on the men before we move on? Either E. It'd be cool if someone could just make a leaderboard of 23.1 and 23.3. And see you as see where people place them. Right, Mike, the Mike Halpin will do that by the get time Mike, get Mike get off. Off. <laughs> by, the time, by the time we get off this call, he'll have it done. I'd say. Um, yeah, and I think the, the last thing on the individuals is again, there might be some people like you know Maderos in seventy eighth, or even Saxon at Panchik in eighty sixth. You look at it and say on the face, that's that's not a good look, but. Again, just make it through. They're fine. Yeah, you know, I don't. I don't see any issue. There's no reason to to worry at this point. Um, just come out so, unscathed, basically. Yeah, yeah. Um. Okay, teams. 
we've kind of covered, so we've talked a good bit about uh, East Nashville there. And now, obviously, I will say, the thing I will say about teams is, for a while, I was like, sorry, this training culture team, where have they come from? But I messaged them and, like, Fabian Benito and a few others are on that team oh, yeah. who definitely aren't going team. So yeah. that's going to skew it. Um, do you think there's going to be a lot of that? Like, uh, say, quarterfinals, like I was looking at the European uh, quarterfinals list for teams. Um, and even if you look at, you know, just off the top of my head, like, say, that training culture team, uh, I know Emma and Mickey's scores mm-hmm. are counting for... Uh, yeah. Cross with Crooked Lake, but like they're obviously not going team. Do you think there's going to be a like a big change? Say once you go below the top two or three in every region, do you think there's be a lot of shifts of like either people's scores not counting anymore, or um, you know people opting out and going individual instead, or whatever? Do you think we're going to see is is the team does the teams not really settle until semifinals? Kind of. Do you want to go, Brian? Yeah. I... Yes, it, I would not take much of this leaderboard at face value. Um, I, I looked at the top three teams that you see there, and there are sixteen scores for you know for each team, four for each event. And Proven has eleven of their sixteen counted scores are from their their team, right? The Tola, yeah. Tim, Andrea, and Taylor. Mayhem Independence, one. Kyra's lift. That's it. Oh, yeah. Look, Froning, Krenikov. Yeah, I, um, I guess Angela's on there. Sorry, too. And, um, and then you have Invictus with nine because you have Chandler Smith, you have Danny Spiegel. Oh, yeah. So, uh, you know, I, I, didn't, I didn't try to go plug in where, you know, if you did take the four that you know are going to be the, the main athletes, where does that put them? But even by doing so, you know, it's not fair comparison because all these teams have a few people that are different. Um, so it, you're going to see a lot of changes. It, it's it's kind of like it was back in the old open days regionals yeah. where every gym had a roster of 60 people. And especially when the workouts like this were, there's a max lift. They just threw their top guys in there to get a good score and then let their, you know, faster guys go get, the, the burpee pull-up workout in. So it's, I think we know the top teams. You wrote an article about every one of them uh, pretty much. So uh, I think that's really where it's going to come down to, but I wouldn't put much on on the open leaderboard as it is. Would you give more weight then to teams like, say, Misfits, uh, Torian, who have, like, you know, basically everyone doing the workouts? Like, would you give more credence to the fact that they're as high as they are when they don't have a, a like a a roster of like fifteen people or whatever? Yeah, I, I still don't think they're. I think proven still a top team. I, my biggest concern is mayhem at this point, um, just because it's masked by Rich and Roman, yeah, Page. Um, so I'd want to see where where that shakes out um, from a power standpoint against these top teams but torian mayhem franco's no uh, shortcuts no shortcuts yeah i mean i I think those are the the teams that really kind of could jump up there for a final podium spot and then you also have osla who's way down there who notoriously doesn't care about the open yeah and krypton as well they didn't use anyone different yeah they have the same four all the way across 
uh yeah, pretty impressive porters out there at the end but um i think oslo's down like 23rd or something like that they were down there pretty pretty far here there is that them yeah, 29th yeah now they might be even further down yeah. There they are, 43rd. Yeah, they're way down there. But again, they... they I don't see what anyone says. CrossFit Oslo have the shittest team names. (laughs) Yeah, Navy Blue. Like, why just Navy or Blue? Like, why Navy Blue? It's like saying saying something is brand new. It's either new or it's not new. Like, brand new, like, doesn't make any sense. Um, There was someone I was going to... Sorry, that was like a bit of an aside. I'm pretty sure Sam Dancer put up a thing on his story like the day before yesterday saying he was on his way to San Diego, but he has last week's thruster done as the team. And I'm not throwing aspersions at anyone, but maybe I just read his post wrong or his story. He was asking for toys for his kid. And he's like, we've arrived. I suppose maybe he didn't mean like we've literally just arrived. Maybe he meant like last week we arrived. Um. I'm sure he yeah. would game game the system. I don't. I don't know. I mean, it, again, if you signed up for it, doesn't mean that he would be eligible going down the road. So I, I don't know. I mean, yeah. I don't think he's trying to game it. It could be that he just signed up for it, but didn't wasn't able to do the workout, or he did it and you just didn't know that he was in San Diego. Yeah, like Sal when they were at the games last year, but I'm pretty sure I have a decent authority anyway that Luke Fowler is going individual. And Ben Fowler got surgery or something, and that team isn't, as far as I know, unless things have changed. I think I heard that that team was kind of a moot point, mm-hmm. which is ridiculous. Finishing fourteenth and then you're a moot point. Um, I mean, it happened to CrossFit East Nashville last year. I think it was. They did the same thing. It was just, yeah, it had Tia and Brooke and Will. I don't know who mm-hmm. the fourth one was, but yeah, they, they show up at the top of the leaderboard and then. They go individual and, and they don't show up for re- semifinals. What a waste. Um, I want to talk about this leaderboard. Uh, this is 35s. That's a name we haven't heard in a while. <laughs> Joe Scali. What was the, what, what year was he there? Like 2015 or something? He was on a team in 2019. Um, yeah. I don't know. It was individual in 15. Yeah, 15. Yeah. Wow. And but now he's a dad. He's got that dad strength, I think. So that pro one is not that's the team Pete Shaw was on that last year. And uh, what do you call him? Adam Davis on it this year, isn't he? That pro one is that's Montreal, is it? It is, uh, yeah, yeah, I think. Um, yeah, so uh, sorry, I have, to scroll down. I have to scroll down a bit to find <laughs> this guy. Going, keep, 18. keep going, keep going. Um, <laughs> Are you so? Is this are you making a run at Masters? Straight in there. Um, is, this, is this a genuine, um, a genuine effort, or is it like I did the? Is it like a froning? Like I did the, I did the open, and now I'm done. Uh, no, ge- uh, genuine. I think it's the first. I am still 34, but I'm 35 in May, so I'm just a baby into the category. Um, so if there's a chance, this is where, this is the biggest year of a chance because I'm only going to get older and people only get going to get younger after that. So, um, yeah, why not? Why not give it a go? So you'll be the first. Were you the first UK athlete individual to go? Male, yeah. Briggsy was obviously before me. You'd be the first male 
UK athlete, the first and second, you were quick to add, um, <laughs> team, and you'd be the first to do individual team and masters from the UK. And first master in this category, male master in this category. Wow, yeah. that's a lot of firsts. It is. Gonna have to do it yet, though. Pretty impressive. <laughs> yeah. Um, how how are you feeling about it? Like, are you, are you, you know, you've kind of been um, with the other categories. You've been kind of like, oh, like the program is a bit skewed. Maybe this, maybe that. Like, are you? Is any of that playing on your mind? Is any of that like? Are you saying like, oh, maybe this isn't an accurate reflection, or is it giving you confidence, or are you just disregarding it completely? Um, yeah, I, I think part of it is it shows exactly you know where I'm at. Uh, if the top ten is where I need to be. Um, to qualify, knowing kind of like how I felt my performances went. I wasn't particularly happy with the first one. Um, felt a bit rusty in terms of just being used to doing open workouts with in anger, um, having it been a while since I, since I had done so. I wasn't too happy with the first one. A bit better with the second one. Um, relatively okay with the, with the third one. But it was just... Knowing that the level that I'm at, I know I can get fitter and fitter is where I need to be, even though the thruster is down there. The strength in my other lifts is, I'm pretty confident, is is good enough. Um, Didn't you do and, like 100, 150 kilo complex with like cleans, hand cleans and front squats or something yesterday or the day before? Yeah, Saturday, yeah. 153 and a clean front squat, hand clean front squat. Um, <laughs> it's not bad. That's like, so, what's I mean, that, three, 310 pounds or something? No. 335 is 152, I think. Wow. So, yeah, like three. Just I felt like Brian didn't react enough when you said <laughs> what the lift was. So, I just wanted to put it in America. I, I expected, or... yeah. I, I've seen Stephen do a workout for, for years. So, I'm not surprised. Um, yeah, but for an old guy, it's pretty good. Um, <laughs> but even if you look above, so like, okay, Froning has uh, publicly said that if Boz promises there's no pistols, <laughs> he said he'll go masters. So we like, do you just discount his score then, same as last year, like at the masters? Obviously, he went team, but like, are you still discounting it, Brian, or do you think he could just surprise people and turn up? I mean, turn up, like, show up and go to the games? Yeah, I think he will. Uh, do you I think mean, so? I, I think so. Yeah. Really? I think so. Yeah. I think sp- uh, especially because Dan is in there and Elijah is right behind him. Imagine if he's lined up next to Dan and Elijah, like two of his main training partners in the early years of his career. Yeah. Uh, who can't say, who's saying no to that? Like just the experience of doing it with some people that you've been around. I mean, I'm, I'm almost guarantee that Rich is, first of all, he, he Guarantee he trained right through it. It was probably his third workout for the day. Um, and as it gets closer to real com- real competition, I I have a hard time seeing him not go out there and and try. That'd be a bit annoying, Steve, wouldn't it? He'd be pissing all over your firsts <laughs> if he turns up. Well, as long as, long as he likes to be qualified, I'm, I'm not bothered. He can win the thing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, like, uh, hey, Rich, do you know that I'm actually the first, uh, the first UK? <laughs> he's like, he's Sorry, like, Mr. UK? Mr. Froming? Mr. Froming? <laughs> What's that? Yeah. Um, yes, like that's that's exciting though, because uh, I, yeah, I don't know, maybe he will. I don't know. I just kind of thought he was quite vocal about like, nah, like I'm not, mm. not interested. Um, but I guess his thing from moving from individual to team was to gain time back. 
you know, like away from training and stuff, which you know, I don't know from looking at his vlogs and stuff. I don't know how much time he actually gained back. Um, and now he's like retired. Um, I suppose masters is another, not step back, but like it's another like easing of the throttle a bit and easing of the accelerator or whatever. Um, so maybe, but I just thought he was quite vocal about like, no, like I'm done. Um, he was, he was vocal about the, um, you know, when he was individual and he decided to stop being individual, that he was doing that. Obviously he said for like family reasons, have more, more time, but more so like just the ex, like the self expectation, the pressure that was just on solely on him. And I think mm. that was a big, that was a big reason why he'd go team. I think it's a big reason why a lot of people go team, not, you know, you can, you can partly call it that like dialing down the career a little bit. That's kind of what I did, but I also did it because of just to take off that pressure of just, on yourself constantly that, you, that you're putting on. So is that, is he putting that pressure back on him again? Mm. Um, in Are the you? Masters? Um, yes. <laughs> <laughs> but I've had a few years out of it, so I'm, I'm all right doing it for a, for a few months. Um, you say about Dan and Easy uh, being beside Rich, it'd be pretty funny if Matthew qualified as well. Yeah. Um, I don't see Hobart up there annoyingly. That would have been... Don't forget Panchik was... was... Wasn't he in 2020? He was going to be on his team. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Where's where is he? They Seven. won Waterpalooza, didn't they? Yeah, yeah. that's Sc- Scott. I'm retired. Pancheck, who <laughs> has like consistently unretired himself every time he's retired. Um, yeah, that'd be that's pretty cool. Funny. It really, uh, it really adds a bit of weight to the Masters, doesn't it? Maybe it's just a nostalgia thing. It's like it's kind of like when you watch like Soccer Aid or something. And you see, like Tony Adams, <laughs> it's like people who used to play. That reference was totally lost on Brian. Sorry, it's, <laughs> yeah. uh, it's like if you watch an all-star NFL game and you see some player that was big when you were a kid, um, turning up, even if they're kind of like got a like a metal hip or whatever, you're still like, oh, it's so cool. It reminds me of like fucking PB and J sandwiches or whatever. I'm really leaning into <laughs> the American references, um, but like when you see these people, I remember thinking it last year where it was like it really does add a bit of like, oh shit, like I'm going to pay attention to the Masters because there's people that I recognize. And like no disrespect to people who do Masters all along, but it does add a bit when you're like, oh shit, Scott Pantrick, like, oh shit, Rich Froney's doing it or, you know, Steve Foster or whoever, like that you're a bit like, you kind of buy in a bit more. Like, like it helps the sport then when people do transition up. Like I remember talking to Dan Bailey about it, moving from the individual up into the Masters does brighten the spotlight a bit and then the brighter that gets the more likely there is to be more like funding for it more better prize better spectator better facilities and all that kind of stuff so like i'm here for it anyway that was my whole that was my point that's all i mean it was exciting back in 2017 when you had kyle kasperbauer chris feeler neil maddox all came Mm -hmm. back um you know so yeah you watch those guys at the peak and now like you know you get to see him come back and and throw down again so it's it's always a cool division to watch who will who will be the athletes in five years right in the masters will it be like bjorgvin i don't know yeah how old's bjorgvin now he must be getting close to he is 30 isn't he yeah so it'd be like bjorgvin how old's justin medeiros he's a bit younger actually isn't it just yeah he's younger <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, that'd be cool. Um, 
I've already retired him from individual now. I've already <laughs> imagined BK standing on the podium in the Masters. Um, I remember thinking that though when, uh, oh, like 2019 or something, I was like, oh God, I actually did better this year than last year. Like, you know, if I give myself another four or five years, I- I'll be Masters. So surely then it'll be easier to like to move up and do better. And then like one of my friends is like, yeah, but everyone that's your age now will still be your age then. (laughs) And I was like, oh, shit, yeah. There's probably people that are qualifying through this now thinking like, oh, shit, this could be on off Ronnie's probably going to do it. Never mind. (laughs) Just kind of detracts a bit from it. Um, Yeah, I was going to make a joke about uh, Brian Wong's name there. Uh, After Brian finished speaking, I was going to say, you're not Wong, but I decided not to. But then I did it anyway. (laughs) Brian Um, Brian Wong won it last year, didn't he? Think you did? Think so. It sounds the name is definitely familiar. I don't know why I'd know it if he didn't yeah. win it. Um, again, I'm tipping my hand about not really following the Masters that closely. Um, yep, other name, Roy Gamboa. He beat and Craig Kenny. Yeah, and Roy Gamboa is gone now, isn't he? Didn't he retire? Yeah, he retired. Um, on the women's end, some more familiar names: Stacey Tover, uh, China Cho. Um, is there anyone? Emily Bridges as well. Uh, Kelly Clark, but sure, she's going individual, as far as I know. There's probably a few of those here, I guess. People who won't actually do masters. That's probably fair, isn't it? Fair assumption. I think you can still do both technically. So, do you not have to decide? Is it not like didn't Olivia have to decide last year? You can't do both semifinals. You can do both yeah, quarterfinals. Yeah. Oh, quarterfinals. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, I wanted to quickly talk about the teenage division. Uh, girls, am I sharing this? Yeah. Is that being shared? Yeah. yeah. Uh, so Olivia Cassetta, she's going, isn't she? She's going like elite. To be determined. Ah, but she at this is point, like, I don't know. Rogue. Surely it, that rogue was a tester, was it? To be like, yeah, I, I was okay. I'll no, when on. they when they brought over Olivia to proven, they're still in discussions of how they want to treat this season. From what I've been okay. told. Okay. Um, and then Lucy, she's with Comtrain now. She's Ben Bergeron is training her. Or oh fuck, what's the other guy's name? The guy with the kind of like. Reddish brown goatee. I can't remember his name. Is it Justin? Oh shit! Uh, I shouldn't have bothered. He's, she's, she's from Ireland. She's, you should know this. She's with Comtrain. I know that. Um. So yeah, because I I kind of was like, oh, Olivia will probably move up. Like Lucy was, like she won it yeah. last the other division last year, say. Mm-hmm. Um, because Lucy aged up. No, Olivia aged up, and Lucy won when Olivia aged up. Um, so I was kind of hoping Olivia would age would age up age herself up this year, so that so Lucy Lucy's got Lucy's got one more year in that category. Yeah, which is fucking terrifying for everyone. She's, that's sixteen to seventeen. Yeah, it's terrifying for people in the open age category because she's twenty. I'm sure she's twenty fourth in in Europe. She's second in Ireland. So, I know that. Um, <laughs> that. That's what's always impressive in these teenage groups where there's two years when you make that jump yeah. from fifteen to yeah. sixteen. Can you still be competitive in the older age group? Um, and it, it was she, the same same thing on the boys' side as well. She terrifies me a bit um, because her head is so screwed on. Like 
I interviewed her and it was like interviewing a 32 year old. Do you know, like every answer was composed, like well thought out, well put together, well delivered. Like there was no awkwardness yeah, or no giggling, like, yeah. yeah, like there was no, like I was really impressed with how confident she was without being arrogant or a dick about it. Like she was just, she came across really well. I was like, holy shit, like this is, if she continues her trajectory as an athlete, she's going to be absolutely massive, like star quality wise, because she's so engaging to talk to, which is something that a lot of them miss. They kind of just don't have that in their armor where they're just like a great athlete and then like vapid or like devoid of personality or like are afraid to show it or whatever. Um, but I was really impressed with her. She was only 16 when I was talking to her. Um, I was like, should, should she have a parent here? <laughs> um, but like, she's so, she was so just relaxed and like, considered what she was saying and i was asking her like they weren't like layups like i was asking her you know like why is she training where she's training and how she thought about you know like being coached by someone else and like all her answers were well thought out it's not like she was just like oh i don't know i'll just keep doing this and see what happens mm. um so yeah i was very impressed by her um any uh any other thoughts before we finish up anything else anything else you guys want to discuss or anything that stood out during the open uh, no, I mean, just the same thing with the boys, 16 to 17. Um, you go to that real quick. Third place is oh, RJ Mestre. He won the 14 to 15 year old division last year. Um, okay. And aged up. And now he's with Proven. Okay. Um, so again, he's going against, I think Ty won it last year, if I recall. Um, and so, you know, his RJ's. Not the strongest Ooh. athlete, but um, Ty won it, then aged up, then won it again. The yeah, bastard. so but the, the age up at, at this group, um, again, yeah, it's crazy. Whether you're you know a boy or a girl, it's it's impressive and be that's fun to uh, watch. That's Dallin Pepper territory or Olivia Cressetta territory, aging up mm -hmm. and then just being as dominant yeah. against an older field when you're the younger one. That's what Steve's gonna do. He's gonna. He's aged up. <laughs> now he's gonna go and be like, "Shit, he aged up, and he's just as good as he was." Wow. Yeah, and then I'm gonna. Then I'm gonna have four years off, and then I'm gonna yeah. age up again and do it again. <laughs> it's one year on, four years off. Yeah, I, I think yeah. the the one last thing I have is, I think Halpin calculated it was every age, every division grew except for the teenage divisions, oh. which I, I don't know how I feel about it yet. Um, is it? Is it good for the sport in general that maybe they're waiting to jump into competitive CrossFit until they're older? Or is it better to have a bigger pipeline of athletes younger? I, I don't still don't know at this point, but just something I, that's interesting. Yeah, I would go with the the earlier one. I think um, Reese Mitchell is a lad that I've spent a lot of time with, coached him for a little bit. He uh, was he third or fourth in 2019 in uh, it was in with Dallin Pepper, and he had said to me that out of the 20 people that were in his category that year, I think six still did CrossFit. I mean, just at this, just the only, it's only six people still trained CrossFit. The other 14 people were just given up, stopped. Um, and I think in the guys, you've probably only, there's only Dallin that I could probably say, unless you can prove me wrong is has successfully gone from teens into the the adults category 
James Sprague as well, but he wasn't. He didn't win it. Yeah, yeah. There, there are a few, but yeah, they're not. It's on the girls' side. It's, it's a different, it's a different story. Yeah, like yeah. it's a bit more. It, it happens more. Um, yeah, they've been able I to, think that's to just, transition just, quickly, but it's the it's the man yeah. strength, basically, isn't it? It's like I remember Dallin telling me that he kind of aged up and was like, "Oh fuck!" Like when he was <laughs> comparing his weights and his lifts and stuff in the open to the open field, he was like, "Oh oh shit, I need to get strong." Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, cool. Oh, Gee, Gee as well, yeah. yeah. Gee as well, that was a good, Devesh. That was a good, uh, good input. Thank you, Devesh. That was very striking. That's like a LinkedIn picture. It's very striking. <laughs> isn't it? Very classy. Yeah. yeah, you're really you're bringing up the you're bringing up the class of the show. <laughs> um, okay, well, thanks guys for stepping into the breach, the Christian Harris sized hole that was left um, in my day. Um, <laughs> it's, <laughs> um, I'm not better. Um, I appreciate you coming on though. It's great. Uh, great to get to just be a dork about sport for a little while. Um, I'm excited to see what happens now. Quarterfinals. We'll have to do another one after quarterfinals um, and see what the story is there. It's um, shaping up to be quite an entertaining season. Uh, even just the, like, I was particularly enjoying Chase Ingram uh, berating people that were messaging him on, on Instagram <laughs> last week or the other day of people were like I like I don't know how many people were saying it to him but he got pretty pissed off about people saying well the program was shit in the open this year he's like it's your fault it's your coach's fault <laughs> he's like if you if you can't do 10 wall walks and some double unders in six minutes you need to revisit what you're doing um <laughs> so even if just that kind of stuff continues on throughout the season I'll be pretty happy to watch it um but yeah, best of luck with your uh, with your masters uh, run. See, I'll be interested to see how that goes for you. It'll be it's exciting. Thank you very much. I'll do And thanks, thanks Brian uh, for coming on as well. And thanks Steve, uh, Stephen, Steve. They're quite all three now, so we're sort of. Uh, <laughs> thanks, thanks very much. I appreciate it. No worries. Thank you.